five, four, three, two, one. Energize podcast is back. You, I'm Ross. And this <laughs> is Barry. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Energized with Ross and Barry podcast. This is the third one going down. Uh, before we kick off, Roscoe, welcome back from your trip to Spain playing golf with Tiger Woods, was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and Tiger had a few rounds. Obviously, I beat him because I'm class. Um, I'm very multicolored at the moment. I was wearing all sorts of outfits, and my tan is looking shocking at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I have like <laughs> farmer's tan, then I have beater tan, but like I'm missing a few patches in places, so. I look a bit silly, but look, it was a great trip. Went over there with my brothers and my dad. Uh, made a few pars, zero birdies, but I'm not very good, so I was happy enough for that. Yeah, did you win anything? No, my little brother won a lot, my dad won a lot, I won nothing. I, I won the hangover battle, though. Uh, it's hard to be hungover when you're playing golf in that weather, so it was a great trip. Yeah. bit loose, but yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. Was it? Was the nightlife good? Um. Uh, it's a bit different when you're out with your dad. So we went out for a nice meal and then went for a few drinks. And then like you're sort of at like disco bars. It's not spectacular as if you're with your mates, but like you make the best of it. Yeah, good you, vibes, you know. You've done that a few times now, haven't you? Yeah, this is I think my third or fourth time. And I'll probably do it again next year. I really enjoyed doing the trip. So yeah, cool. Maybe I'll bring you next year, Barry. Yeah, although it could be a bit of a liability, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> very me, Barry. What did you do with your weekend? Uh, actually. I was working with News Talk and the Off The Ball thing. Uh, a few people were asking for you as well. Yeah, did, did they miss me? Yeah, obviously. They were like, where's where's Barry? And I was like, oh, I'm Barry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it was cool. Some of the some well-known rugby players were there. Donica O'Callaghan, Keith Wood, Brian O'Driscoll, Johnny Sexton. Johnny Sexton actually was walking by me and I go, good luck this summer. Uh, and what did you say back to you? Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> um... Who were you most impressed with uh, with their input out of the four lads? Uh, I think Brian Driscoll's always good. I think it's easier for him because he's retired now, so he can really let loose. Yeah, he can be a bit more honest. He's yeah. not like walking into the dressing room seeing those people he's criticising. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was cool crack and it was great turnout as well. Yeah, no, I think Driscoll's t- taken real well to the punditry. As in, like his his critical analysis, it's like it's a great insight into it because like yeah. he's got a fantastic rugby brain, obviously. So yeah, and you feel like you're almost in the changing room with the lads. Yeah, 100%. And you know Every time we do Off the Ball for News Talk, there's always a story you've never heard before, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, and always hits the headlines here as well. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. It's cool the way we get to be in and around it as well. Yeah. yeah. Sorry I missed the butcher look. Next time. Next time, yeah. So, so today is actually just going to be based on UFC. We're going to kick it off with... The, there was a big controversy at the summertime kickoff. Yeah. Uh, all, the, all the fighters came out. As you may not, or you may have seen, um, don't talk about Michael Kiesa's mom. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should. Be, we should kick it off with that. Yeah. Um, look, this was like straight out of a WWE pay- playbook, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it really it, was. Yeah. It, it was. It was actually a bit embarrassing, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of people said that actually on Twitter as well. Yeah, I, like I don't know what Kevin E was wearing or what he was thinking, but <laughs> I actually thought when he was running his mouth, I actually thought he was quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although, like, saying that he, like, Conor McGregor is copying him is, like, a very big reach, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like a lot of the fighters actually on stage try to, like, put on an act. And uh, I don't really, I don't think it really suits certain people. Like, Chiesa got got so, like, he got so pissed off over uh, Lee just saying his mum's going to have a ticket. 
And yeah. then then he ended up squaring up to him and then Lee hit him a box and I don't know, it was just it, it was it was a bit pantomime ish. In fairness though. The two of them like we're sitting here doing our podcast and we're talking about Michael Kiesa and Kevin Lee yeah. and any other time they wouldn't even get a sniff of a breath, would yeah. they? Yeah. So like in fairness, I suppose they have hyped up their fight quite a bit, yeah. but it was a bit of an outrageous manner to do it in, as in like Michael Kessie, he's there wearing his best suit and then like the fellow's beard's out of control and has a stupid yeah. mullet. He's sort of like he's sort of like the light the lightweight um Roy Nelson. Yeah, he actually is. If Roy Nelson lost the belly and like became anorexic, he'd be Michael Kiesa. <laughs> it would be the same haircut, same haircut. Yeah. Um Who who else impressed on the mic? Uh look, you can't you can't talk about summer kickoff without talking about DC and Johnny Bones. That was it. That was it. If you didn't see our Instagram, we put made sure that everyone knew that was going down. Yeah, John Jones and DC let loose at each other. They really did. Like yeah. DC was saying, he was snorting cocaine, banging prostitutes, and, uh, taking steroids, and beating DC. Yeah, and he said, and he was letting them know who won the first fight. John Jones like talked about DC's kids and saying that his belt was imaginary. It was it was very loose and I can't wait for those two to throw down. Yeah, I, I thought I thought like I think John Jones just knows how to pick at DC. I think DC when he puts on that sort of performance, trying to show off, doesn't really suit him. Whereas like when he does the commentary on either <laughs> on Fox or for the UFC, he when he's actually being real, he comes across way better. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where. That like when you're the quote unquote heel, uh, which John Jones is supposed to be, and DC's the face, but because John Jones is actually so good at fighting that like he's become more loved and people love seeing him fight. So, yeah. and like DC sort of he like uh, almost asks the fans to like him, doesn't he? Yeah, it does. It, it, I think because he breaks character a lot, it's it's harder to like really really be drawn to DC. Like for instance, we're gonna look at Conor McGregor. He's he, he never breaks character and therefore you like him or hate him because he just stays true to himself. Yeah, I think Michael Bisping had that. He was hated for so long in his career but then like he's just got to the stage where he's the same person 25 fights later so like people yeah. are like now drawn towards him yeah. and like they're interested in see what they're invested in. Yeah. That's what I'm sort of getting at. He's, he's also very good in the mic. Bisping. Um, like DC... That was a pun actually. Yeah. I didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah. And DC is like... There's something about DC that if John Jones isn't in the picture, no one cares about him really. He doesn't really have that. Yeah. There's not that much about him. They're like the yin to the yang. Yeah. Like, you know, Ali to the Frazier. Like, those two are the best in the division. And, like, I'd rather see those two fight three or four times in a row yeah. than see, you know, DC fight Jimmy Manoa. Yeah. Uh, Dana White actually said that he's going to put Manoa on the card at UC 213. Ca- or 214 sorry yeah. excuse me just in case either DC or John Jones don't make it yeah I think that's a an interesting play on uh, Dana White's behalf I wonder who's going to be matched up against would you say either Glover or the winner Glover or Chris Gustin oh, no he trains full time at Alexander Gustafson so like that'd be weird although they already have fought and Gustafson actually won so I don't really know what way they'd work it out it's a bit of a weird spot at the moment yeah. like Jimmy Mano was almost light heavyweight champion by default, or light heavyweight number one contender by default. Yeah, as like, gun. no one else is there. So, I'm not really too sure what they're going to do with him, but maybe they'll give him like a really easy fight that he's going to be next in line anyway. Yeah. Who knows? I can see that. What did you make of the kickoff overall anyway? Um, You know what? It really locked, lacked a lot of star power, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Like, last time, they had Conor McGregor up there, they had Jose Aldo... Uh, 
you know, they had Eddie Alvarez, Frankie Edgar. You know, there was really big fights happening at the at the last one, and like this one was just, you know, what I mean, like putting Kevin Lee and Michael Kess up there. I know they caused a bit of a stir, but like not much, not much to say. And then you had like Amanda Nunes and Valentina Shevchenko, and they both speak broken English. I thought their back and forth was interesting, but it wasn't like I'm not dying to see that fight. Yeah. Um. Of any, what fights were you actually looking forward to seeing? I'm sorry. Like, what, time, like what time are you gonna like what fight are you gonna stay up till about five or six to watch? Well, obviously UFC 214, Johnny Bones Jones versus DC. Can't can't wait for that one. Yeah. And uh, I'll be interested to see Kelvin Gaston fight Chris Wyman. Yeah. Um, there, was, there wasn't there wasn't much back and forth between them either. No, but I they think like they're both like, hands. yeah, but they're both nice guys. True. Yeah. Uh, I was interested in how much taller Chris Wyman was. He was than, quite tall. Yeah. Than Kelvin Gaston. He, he, Wyman actually needs to win that as well. Yeah. Otherwise, he might be 0 and four. Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> Very bad. Yeah. This is and that's not... Gaston won't be easy either. No, definitely not. Um, who, who else up there? Joanne Calderwood was up there against Cynthia Calveo. Um, For UFC Glasgow. Yeah, that's been headlined by Gunnar Nelson against Santiago Pozenbao. But look, at the end of the day, none of those fights are really overly intriguing me. Yes, I probably will say up and watch all of them, but... Um, well, we they've had them, they've had a lot better big press conferences. Yeah. And I think it sort of made like it sort of showed by Dana White not being there himself. That yeah, that's the thing. It's almost like you're taking away you're taking away so much from the UFC but not having the actual faces there. Yeah. Also, TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt weren't there as well. Maybe if they were there as well, I'd be a bit more pumped for it. And like if they had TJ Dillashaw, Cody Garbrandt, and they had Allo and Holloway. And then had Jones and DC. You know, the main events for the next three pay-per-views weren't even there. Yeah. Only say, one of three was there. Yeah. I and say, it's the furthest one away. I say, I say half them, the fighters actually on the stage, will disappear after the, the, this their upcoming fight as well. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what... Um, I don't know what the UFC were thinking with this press conference, but it's almost as if they planned the press conference and then had no one ready and they yeah. just scraped the bottom of the barrel to get what was ready. Who, who's around Vegas, lads? Okay, drop in. Except oh, it was Texas. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, she was Even harder to get people. Yeah. What about uh, TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt? Like, supposedly that fight mightn't be happening. Cody Garbrandt is actually in Dusseldorf, Germany, as we speak. He's overseeing, I don't know, that guy that Dana White went to see, who Dana White thinks is a miracle healer. So yeah. he's getting something done with his back. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether that fight happens or not. But if it doesn't happen, TJ Dillashaw said he wants to fight Demetrius Moynihan's Johnson. Barry, what's your thoughts on that? I think that'd be a great thing to see because uh, Demetrius isn't really being tested in that division. And, no. like... Uh, it's, it's sort of like yeah he has 10 belts now but like who's he really fighting like tell me one fighter that you, you really want him to see fight again Benavidez he's already fought twice he's fought yeah. Cejudo and just like destroyed him like I'd like to see Dillashaw go down I, he could definitely make the weight yeah I would be very interested to see TJ Dillashaw versus uh, DJ and when I was watching the Ultimate Fighter I didn't realise how much bigger Cody Garbrandt was than Dillashaw yeah he's actually much like he's like taller and wider um, so, yeah, in terms of scale matchup, TJ Dillashaw is probably the best fighter who could make 125 pounds. Yeah, Scarbrand said he could make it as well. Mm, yeah, which, when you saw the two of them saw each other, I'm not too sure, but if he says he can do it, I believe him. Yeah, uh, yeah but also, like if, if Demetrius is going to set the record, he can't just fight a nobody as well. Yeah, he can't do it against, like, Husamir Formiga, and yeah. then be like, did lads. It's yeah, like, or, or like Pettis. Yeah, no. Pettis probably would have got that fight if he had a Fatsuhuda on one. 
Yeah, oh, I'd, I'd have to agree with you on that one. Because, like, Henry Cejudo is, what, number one, number two contender in the world. Like, um, Joseph Benavidez has pulled out of his fight coming up uh, later on somewhere. And he's fighting Ben Nguyen or whatever his name is. And, like, last time I watched him fight, he lost, I think. So, like, they're like, yeah. oh, 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 Joseph Benavidez is in a terrible spot as well. Because he's running around trying to fight people to get a title shot, but... The UFC don't want to match him up against the top guys because you knock off that contender. Yeah, they lack a lot of five foot three people, don't they? Yeah, do you know any? Uh, me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, that's what it wraps that one up. Yeah, I think so. So, are we on to the, the big pay per view of the weekend? Yeah. What, what did you make it over, overall? Like, it, it it was packed. The stadium was packed. Some yeah, it serious was. fights as well. Yeah. Um, fight of the night went to it went Coulter to and. Carmen name Merriman Coulter and Sherman Sherman that was that was brilliant that fight yeah two 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 big dogs as you like yeah. to say Col- Col- uh, sorry sorry Coulter's actually like 5 foot 11 and uh, Sherman was 6 foot 4 yeah he was and so Sher- Sherman was like destroying him and then like like he was chopping him down yeah the whole fight and then it was just like back and forth back and forth and then like yeah, a bit of a slugfest and then yeah and at the end he like just totally dropped him oh that elbow was frightening him yeah he should have finished it off. Sherman should have finished it off earlier, but uh, that was Coulter's first fight in the UFC as well. Yeah, he's thirty-five. I don't see him lasting a long time. No. And like, no. you know, he had a bit of a DC frame on him, didn't he? He was yeah. sort of like, yeah, shortened the belly, yeah, and... borderline Roy Nelson. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> I think he was a late replacement as well. And yeah, yeah. There, yeah, it was. That... I think he'll probably get another fight. Just the fact he took one on late notice. Yeah, but... if you get five the night, you're probably gonna get put back in somewhere. Yeah, but I don't really have high hopes majorly for either fellow. But no. Chase Sherman's young enough, though. Yeah, he is. He has, Who knows, good, he has good technique, but I mean, mm. he just couldn't finish it off. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I deserve for the night. Coulter's lucky anyway because he lost and he got 50, 50 grand extra. Yeah, fair play to him. Yeah. Who else did you think deserved performance tonight bonus? Uh, I thought Jason Knight against Chase Kelly was a good fight. Yeah, that was a bit of a barn burner. Uh, they were both very good on the ground as well. Yeah, they were. Especially Jason Knight. Yeah, I really liked Jason Knight. And I really liked Jason Knight before the fight. I didn't realise they were both hillbillies before the fight. Yeah. And then, I don't know if that's even the correct term to use, but they're both, like, what's that thing? Trailer park. Trash. Tra- like, that's what they call it. Trailer park brawl or whatever. Because they're both from Trailer Park. And Jason Knight's the tougher Trailer Park lad. Yeah. Um, they're both quite tall for the division as well. Yeah, they're both big boys for what was it featherweight? Was it featherweight? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was impressed with them, and I think you know, I think Knight's put a nice little run together in the UFC. Yes, yeah. Like his next opponent might be a ranked opponent. Yeah, you he, he said to Dana White. Uh, sorry, excuse me. He said to Joe Rogan after the fight, "When am I coming on the podcast as well?" Yeah, that that was almost a bit of a reach in my opinion. That, yeah. Like, why would Joe Rogan have Jason Knight on? I don't think anyone's ever asked him to be on bar Jason Knight. But are, are UFC fighters like really allowed to be on the show? Like, I know John Jones <laughs> is on and Dominic Cruz is on. Donald Trump, he's done it. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's whoever Joe Rogan wants. He sort of has the monopoly on podcasts, doesn't he? Yeah, the king. Yeah, I don't think anyone ever say no to a Joe Rogan podcast ever. Do you think? Um, so do you think Knight? Do you think he'll move on to? I think like who 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 can you see him get next? I'd like to see him fight Artem. I'd be interested in that. Although Knight could be too good on the ground for Artem. Yeah. Um, let me think. Who else could he fight? Because I don't see Cole Swanson going back down again to fight. No, I don't think he's going to fight someone who's less ranked. Maybe like a Hakran Diaz or something like that. He's like lower ranked, top fifteen. Also a good wrestler. 
from yeah. Brazil. So. He sort of has to concentrate on getting on the main card, doesn't he? Yeah, he needs to, he needs to fight someone who'll push push his career onwards. Yeah. Uh, the last prelim fight was Eddie Alvarez against Dustin Poirier. So before this fight, we actually both predicted that Dustin Poirier would win. Yeah. Um, the fight, it was, it was exciting enough. I thought Poirier was winning for a while. Eddie Alvarez came back into it. Poirier sort of got back ahead and then it ended It ended in a, a no contest. Um, in my opinion, I actually think that it should have been disqualification. But I didn't like the fact that Poirier, like after getting the knee to the head, that he was like, oh, I can't see, I can't see, hoping to get to DQ. Yeah, I, I sort of thought that as well, that maybe he was saying he couldn't see. Because, yeah. yeah. And then afterwards he was like, don't boo Eddie Alvarez. Don't boo him. We're all champions. Yeah. Hey. It was, it was just... What uh, are you doing? Or I respect the camaraderie between you think, guys here in the Octagon, but... Do you think Joe Rogan should have just pulled the mic away and just been like, stop ruining it, please stop ruining it? I, I don't know, I, I think Joe Rogan's too respectful of people who get in there and do it that he wasn't going to do, but at the end of the day, look, it was a weird one, because they were fighting in Dallas, but they were fighting under the old rules, it wasn't like the two hands down, and yeah. so it ended up being like two legal knees, as opposed to in the new rules, it would have just been one legal knee, so... I don't know, it was a real grey area. It was actually a fantastic fight. That yeah. could be not that was on for fight of the night in my opinion. Yeah. I, I thought until, until that happened. Alvarez was very, like obviously Poirier Saupaw and like Alvarez was sort of hesitant again. And by the way, right, by the way, throughout the fight, there were Eddie Alvarez's Eddie Alvarez's wife was shouting so loud, Eddie and like oh it was like the most annoying thing in the world. I, the week before I watched the uh, McGregor against Alvarez again and you can hear her shouting again and then if you're Eddie Alvarez which going to be like shut up stick a muzzle on that uh, <laughs> but then like there was there was loads of stuff going up about, on Twitter all about like would someone please tell Eddie Alvarez's wife to shut up like I mean will she shut up I'm actually going to have to rewind that because I was actually watching my brothers the next day and I didn't actually hear that but like I need to go back and hear it yeah it's one of them things where you notice it and then you're it's the you only thing you hear it. yeah it was yeah, the oh, only oh, it was oh jeez it was a great fight though like Poirier rocked good. Alvarez and like Alvarez is almost like most dangerous when he's rocked because he came back swinging yeah, for yeah, the fence he went for it yeah and like he caught Poirier with some flush shots and then Poirier was a bit rocked yeah and then like it was very back, back and forth, forth. Yeah. I would love to see that go to a third round that was the thing I didn't like the way we were robbed and then like uh, it, it, it sort of dampened going into the actual main card as well yeah it was in my opinion it was my fight night it was the fight I enjoyed the most I was most entertained I was most on the edge of my seat for that fight I, thought, I, I, just, I just really liked the heavyweight fight I thought, I thought it was so yeah, funny always, yeah but it's always good seeing the heavyweights throw like leather at each other yeah uh, Coulter sort of reminded me of like when Dada 5000 was fighting Kimbo Slice and then he was just <laughs> wrecked like it was brilliant it was very all he wanted was entertainment yeah. And that is it, and that and I was getting that. I thought it was very funny. Who's up? Who's up next, Barry? Right, so we're going to the main the main card, right? David Branch came back after a five year hiatus from the UFC, and he fought Krzysztof uh, Jocko, the Polish supposed wrecking ball. Jeez, it was a snooze fest. That, that was. It was a snooze fest, wasn't it? It was just such a bad fight to kick off the card as well. Such a lack of engagement. I think on paper it looked like it was going to be a good fight, yeah. but people were booing as well. Yeah, like David Branch. Was far superior on the ground. Uh, Jocko looked like he was a bit better on the feet, and like Branch sort of got it down, and like he sort of controlled him on the ground, but like not a hell of a lot was done. Yeah, especially the five step that happened beforehand, like such a, it set such a high standard that that fight was just a, yeah, a snooze fest. Yeah, um, like if you could like 
I was looking at Twitter again and people were like, here, can we just like call this one a draw or an no contest and move on? Because the, yeah. the, the really big fights were coming up. In, fa- in fairness, David Branch, fair play to him, 35, makes his way back to UFC after being two-time World Series uh, fighting champion, a light heavyweight and a middleweight, and comes back, fights nine-ranked opponent in the world, gets a W. Yeah, it wasn't the most amazing fashion, but look, he's got a win under his belt, so That's the most important thing, yeah. Uh, then... Frankie Edgar took on Yard Rodriguez before the fight. Myself and Ross actually went with Frankie, yeah. and um, we were hopeful for a year though. We we were looking to see a good year uh, performance. Yeah, that's what happens when you when you actually when you like both fighters and yeah. yeah well, obviously you can only pick one. Like the, the only draw I've seen recently is uh, Woodley against Wonderboy, but uh, Frankie Edgar just absolutely destroyed Yard Yair Rodriguez. Um, at, like. The, it was, fairness, Jair had some flashes of brilliance like he threw some of those wild kicks and like it looked like they were close to landing but Frank Hager is too crafty he's too skilled he's seen it all before and like he just took him down I and think like it, pummeled his eye in yeah I think it was 10-8 in both rounds though um, very, not far dominant, off anyway. very dominant yeah it was look Jair didn't get much offence off and you know he didn't offer much off his back and I don't, well in fairness I don't think many people do he did the exact same thing to Cup Swanson he took him down held him there and there was nothing you could do about it. Edgar's been around the block too many times. Was able to do the same thing to people at lightweight, which is division heavier. And look, I almost think he deserved a title shot for that performance. It was like that that impressive that like he took the biggest prospect down in the division and just held him there. And there was nothing you could do about it. He didn't really. He didn't call out anyone at the end. Uh, one of his one of his good friends, like kids, died, and he just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. And uh, he didn't really like call out anyone. Like he he actually admitted that he knew he should be calling out people, but. He was sort yeah, of, it, was very, it was quite touching in fairness. It, it was, was, yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a real class act move by a class act guy. Yeah. Fairness, um, Frank Yeager, he's never really been a trash talker, so... Oh, yeah. I, I, actually, he said if if Aldo... Oh, sorry, if Max Holloway wins, he wants to take on Max Holloway. Yeah, and he, he, he understands if Jose Aldo wins that, like, they're probably not going to make that fight from yeah. a third run back. But to be honest, I wouldn't be overly keen to see a third run back, but it depends on who else is the other contender. Who else is getting the shot instead? Anyone come to mind? If Cub Swanson gets another win, maybe him. I know he fought Jose Aldo, and Jose Aldo like needed to face off him in twenty two seconds. So like, I think Jose Aldo and Cub Swanson could maybe go again. But at the end of the day, Edgar like held Swanson down for five rounds and then tapped him out. So at the end of the day, who knows who's going to get the shot? It's a bit of a strange division, the featherweight division yeah. at the moment. Especially with Mendez missing as well. Yeah, I think it'd be great if Holloway could beat uh, Aldo, It'd bring a bit of life back. Yeah, into a, lo- a, lo- a, a new match Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aldo is just too good. Yeah. Uh, was or was. is 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 we'll say is we'll see after Holloway yeah, yeah. Uh, okay well the next fight Demi Maya against Jorge Masvidal this was a bit of a controversial decision in some people's eyes yeah. uh, I think in all the rounds that I think we both agree that round 1 was 100% <coughs> Damian Maya yeah round 1 was the easiest round score rounds 2 and 3 were the same thing twice Maya couldn't grab a hold for 2.5 minutes come to 2.5 yeah. minute mark yeah. Moya's on him like a rash yeah. and there's nothing he can do about it. it the exact same time. Yeah, it was literally half the halfway point in each round, it turned. Mm. Although, listening to Moya afterwards, I sort of actually agree with him that Moya offered slightly more in the stand-up. Now, don't get me wrong, Jorge Masvidal was easily winning the stand-up. No, definitely. Yeah. But when it came to the ground game, Moya controlled that far more than Masvidal did the stand-up game. So, I was happy enough... Like I, I, I knew going into the judge's decision that all of, all it was going to take is for two of the judges to give either round two or round three 
to Maya and he was going to get the fight. Yeah. I knew he was going to get the fight. Yeah, because in the third round he sort of he he didn't really like go for Masvidal and I, like Joe Rogan was saying that I, he thinks that Maya thought he was leading two rounds to none. Yeah. And Masvidal was actually very good on the ground. Uh, I was actually sort of surprised to be honest. But um like, I, don't, I don't think I was overly surprised he was he was good on the ground. It was more so he was Maya's level on yeah, the ground. Yeah. It's like it's a different gravy. Like Gunnar yeah. Nelson couldn't even shake off Damian Maya. And yeah. He's like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu world champion. Uh, yeah, I, I, thought, I think Masvidal like his re- like his record doesn't really represent him well either. No. Um, but Maya's also pushing on now, thirty nine, and at, at the end he went over to Dana, Dana White, White, got in his knees, and he was like, "Can I have the can I have the the title fight?" And yeah. Dana White said yes. So keep your eyes peeled for that Woodley against Damian Maya. If you were to predict a date for that fight, Barry, what would it be? Um. Uh, well, I'd say probably like September, October, unless. Yeah, yeah, I could see, I could see that Wood, I could see Woodley being on the same card as the Bisping fight. Yeah, potentially. So, um, for me, there's a few dates that it could be. If TJ Dillashaw can't fight Cody Garbrandt, it could be the head headline for UFC two thirteen. Um, if Chris Cyborg doesn't that fight doesn't get done, apparently he's going to fight Kat Zingano. If that doesn't happen for UFC two fourteen, it could be co-main event there, and if not. UFC two fifteen. I I don't think anything's lined up for that. Yeah, sure. That would be that be a, like a main main event uh, fight as well, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. It's definitely Maya's last chance as well. Uh, do you think Maya could be able to be Woodley? Yeah, if it went to the ground. Yeah, for me, I just don't see it. I don't see for Woodley's even came back and goes. I know he said bring your lunch because you won't be riding me like a backpack. Something along those yeah. lines. Um. He's I agree a, with him. He's such an anaconda, isn't he? Yeah, he is. But I think Woodley's too good for that to happen. Yeah, it, it's too much power as well. Yeah, very true. I, I just I, not many people are fans of that sort of fight. Uh, the, the way Damien might fight, but the thing is, like, he's so he's such it's a, like, an art, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's so he's so good, and it, it, there's only a few people left that can actually do that as well. Yeah, it's such a chess game with him. Yeah, I don't see many more people coming in with a big huge like. Uh, BJJ background and, and to be fair to Masvidal I don't think it was too much of a knock that he lost the fight I don't think it's going to be too no. negative on him no it, he, uh, he came off quite well mm. and like he probably he has next no injuries he'd probably be able to do a fast enough turnaround if he wants yeah. who would you like to see Masvidal fight cool question oh, I'd um, love to see him fight Wonderboy is that, is that the fight to make then uh, potentially so well they both both are sort of stand up guys like Cowboys booked against Robbie Lawler yeah, you can't do so that. you can't do that one and you know what I mean like Wonderboy's yeah. the only other top guy left to fight I think he just called to fight then uh, it, it, that'll be funny because Masvidal's sort of the badass and Wonderboy's the good boy yeah you know what I mean good versus evil in some sort of way yeah no um, yeah I think that's probably the fight to make yeah yeah um, okay Ioanni and Jetsch took on Jessica Andrade this yeah. went exactly how we thought it was going to go. Yeah, yeah. Andrade had a good first round, uh, was competitive in the first round, and then as the round went on, she charged forward like a bull, and she was relentless about it, but she had nothing to offer for the champ. It's uh, She was she was looking out for the knockout, and the funny thing is, Joanna just sort of toys with these women, doesn't she? She's just uh, constantly hitting, constantly jabbing, moving side to side. Uh, very impressive again. The best fighter in the UFC to fight behind a jab. Like, she just fires that jab out at will. Bow, pow, pow. And her output is insane. She had the same level of output through all five yeah, rounds. Yeah. All five rounds. She was, like, 
between 40, 40 and 47 strikes in every round. She she also like makes a noise every time she like hits as well. That, yeah, must, that must like really let, annoy her. Yeah, it must like let the judges know that yeah. like she's like yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Do you think more fighters should use that tactic? Potentially so. Um, well, if it works for the champ, but like the amount she of volume she puts out and how frequently she hits compared to like I think she was hitting uh, Andrade like four or five shots to one, and at the end of the day, she walked away with it. It like it really wasn't that competitive. Do you think? Uh, okay, who who would you put up against Joanna now in the next fight? I think it's either going to be Rose Namajunas or if Carolina can be Claudia Gadelia at UFC two twelve, it could be her potentially. Um, I don't think they're going to run a a third one about uh, against Claudia just yet. Yeah. But I think it's either going to be Rose or it's going to be um Carolina. It depends on maybe where the UFC's going. If they're going to Poland, they might do two Polish fighters. If they want to, you know, stick on another pay-per-view, maybe Rose would sell more pay-per-views. Rose, well, Rose is also Lithuanian, so that will be yeah. around the same area. I'd like to see Rose try and get Joanna down the ground. Uh, uh, Jessica Andrade, like, tried a couple of times, but, like, as Joe Rogan said, got 90% of the way there, and then all of a sudden she popped back up. Car- or what's it called, sorry, Jessica Andrade did some whopper takedowns. As in, like, like lift her up and like nearly threw her. Like she is so strong. She's a bull, isn't she? I wouldn't really rule out Andrade in that division. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, she's strong as Knox. She's Come only twenty five. Yeah, she's only twenty five. No, maybe you know f- four more wins under her belt in that division. Maybe she go again. Like I'd watch the fight again. It wasn't yeah. like unentertaining. And like Andrade looked dangerous to the last battle as well. I was, yeah. imp- I was impressed with Andrade's cardio that she was still coming forward, still throwing those big heavy shots. Yeah, and then she uh, then she proposed to her girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, that that was a bit weird after loss. I thought it was yeah. strange. Yeah, but. it was weird the way she like did it in Portuguese, and then yeah. they had to call it out on the mic in English. Like you know, what I mean, you would have yeah. probably she probably should have called her wife or uh, fiance yeah. into, into the into the octagon. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was strange. It was a weird proposal, but, but look, sure, look. She said yes, yes, though. Yeah, yeah, she said, said yes. So, like, it's like no. I'm for <laughs> it's like, no, no, thanks. I'd rather marry Joanna. Yeah. <laughs> Joanna, actually, now, if she wins her next fight, she actually beats Ronda Rousey's record, doesn't she, yeah. as well? And that 125-pound division is coming in soon as well, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Joanna try and become the champ champ. Champ champ? Yeah. What about if the Lioness dropped down? Could she do that? I don't think she can make 125 I think the lioness more likely go to 145 yeah but like that's where Cyborg is and she's okay question for you who's scarier Cyborg at 145 or Joanna at 115 Jesus Uh, I think I think I would say Cyborg because she looks scarier also she's bigger as well yeah she also knocks people out as opposed to like in JJ just like rearrange her face for five rounds yeah she's so good as well so good although I would really like to see her getting getting challenged on the ground because she's too good to stand up yeah Um. right so what the main the event, event of the evening. evening this was quite one sided really wasn't it very uh, quick uh, look I actually was quite impressed with JDS's game plan he brought a lot more kicks into it and I thought it was really working but as DC said on country he kept him backing himself up against that cage yeah. and like any time Junior Santos has done that in the history of the fighting, he's not done well. He's not like Anderson Silva where he backs himself up against the cage and dodges shots dodges for a living. Yeah, his head's uh, too big. He was like, he was like getting peppered up and then Stipe landed that big shot. and It was just 
there was no coming back yeah. from it. Stipe's hands are looking fantastic these days, and like he looks like very much so the man to be the heavyweight. Yeah. Is there anyone you see who can beat Stipe? And um, who do you think is going to be next for Stipe as well? I'd like to see Stipe come up against Kane, uh, also also Nganu. That would be. I think Nganu needs a few more fights though before he takes on Stipe. But like that heavyweight division is looking fairly thin. Mm. Yeah, it's it, it's a strange one because it's actually like it's it's a lot of heavyweight talent there. But in terms of fighting for the belt, it's very thin. Yeah. He's already he's knocked out Arlovsky, he's knocked out Fertum, he's knocked out JDS, he's knocked out Overeem. So like, there's only what Kane and Ganu, maybe Derek Lewis left. Or he's big, knocked out or, Mark Hunt as well. What about Big Nog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Big Nog retired for four years, come back, fights for the belt. Why not? Oh, yeah, sorry, little, little Nog. Yeah, the what about what about Big Nog and Little Nog against in a tag team against match Stipe. against Stipe yeah. and LeBron James? <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers Stipe doesn't actually do anything amazing though does he not he's not like no. really flash in any sort of way or no he's a very strange character yeah yeah. I, I was watching the after fight show um, you know what embedded for UFC 211 was crap wasn't it <laughs> it was crap it was so unentertaining I thought it was great no do you like it did you no 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 no, no, no. like I have no interest in watching Stipe I, mean, I would just be followed around I just don't like I don't want well, you, got, you got a cool slingshot though yeah, like, what was... It? I feel like he was like, right, I have to make himself look cool for UFC embedded, and then runs around, and then he's, like, ringing his wife, and then hanging up, and be like, oh, I got yeah. her, did you see it? It's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you're not 12. <laughs> he, actually, he actually does act very immature, though. Yeah, he? he's, like, like, he's not, like... And then there's, like, the dick pic thing as well. Uh, it was like, man, you're not the most... You're the most dangerous man on the planet, and, like, you're... <laughs> Playing with a slingshot, talking about dick pics and hanging up on your wife. Do you, do you don't think that's sort of funny though? In, in a way, like the way he's like, he can murder you, but like make you laugh. Uh, it's sort of, but it is it is slightly cringy though as well. Those two liked each other too much coming into the fight as well. I don't really like that. Although I suppose they did have a five round war, so probably a lot of respect yeah. there. But Junior Dos Santos did not look confident in there. Did no. you not? Oh, I like a bit more animosity in there. I think Dos Santos after he got knocked out by Overeem, and he got like really knocked out by Overeem. I think he like. When he lost Cain Velasquez, he sort of like got pummeled. And then like eventually had to like it was it was over. If you know what I mean, yeah. there was no comeback as opposed to Overeem actually fully knocked him out. So I think now that chain could be gone. Yeah, I'd love to see a new influx of more heavyweights. Where are the heavyweights? Yeah. Well, I think all that we have left is like Derek Lewis and Ngannou as the the new guys. But like, yeah. I don't. For me, Derek Lewis is quite overrated. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong, he's got power and all that. But like, zero cardio. He's just <laughs> he's just like. There's just something about him that I'm like, he's not very skilled. Like, yeah, he's, he's not yeah, skilled. He's like a bouncer, like, he, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He just sort of wins. I don't know how he wins, but he does. And then Nganu, he's already ranked six in the world. And like, I know you're saying he needs a few more tune up fights, but like, when you're ranked six in the world, like, how many more can you have? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's he, just because he's sort of young. Yeah. Uh, he's well, dangerous. Yeah. But like, I think he could be the guy to be Stipe, you know that? I think, yeah. I think Kane is. Uh, he's too injured, and like, Nganu's fresh. I think being fresh is very important. That's why Stipe is doing so well as well. I'll be interested to see if Stipe and Nganu fight and Nganu won't. But I think like Verdum could maybe beat Nganu with a submission game. True, yeah. like uh, For some reason, I just feel like Nganu doesn't deal with submissions. Uh, yeah. uh, although he won by armbar in his last fight, I think it was. Yeah, and, like, thing, yeah. Apparently, he learned a backside for the fight. Did he? <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Yeah, but the thing is, like the, the people Stipe's beaten, right? Okay, we'll, we'll start with Arlovsky. I mean, like he's been, he's been knocked out by everyone. Like, Don't he, forget Fabio Maldonado. Yeah, okay, I forgot about him there. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, uh, who did I say? Steve Ab. Arlovsky. Oh, Arlovsky. Like that. Like he. He should just needs to retire, or else he's going to be like 
I don't know, he's going to be in that Bigfoot, like... Scenario, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, Silver, Get please. Get torched in Yeah, Silver, please retire. Uh, so, Arlowski, like, he's finished. Yeah. Then, like, uh, who'd he be next? Mark Hunt. Well, like, Mark, Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt's still going, though. Yeah. Although he finished Mark Hunt, which is impressive. Yeah, yeah Mark, Mark Hunt's what, headline now as well. Against it? Derek Lewis in New Zealand. Yeah. I look forward to seeing that, anyway. Yeah. But, like... Two big fat lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And who's ref- who should ref that? Big John McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> we should put Big Country in there. Big Country, I'd love to see him as a ref. Yeah, but what about... Uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, but like, look at Verdun. Like, yeah. Verdun, like, he's nearly 40 Not as well. Not to smile off. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Overeem's nearly 40 as well. Like, yeah, I know, yeah, but over, yeah, Overeem is just like, has had so many fights. He's yeah. had more fights than I've had hot dinners. Like, yeah. uh, the, those who are fighting each other next, Overeem and Verdun, in a rematch. Yeah, the, like all these heavyweights have had so many fights. Is that like the, the yeah? Cipe seems a lot fresher, doesn't he? Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's my point. He and just like, looks untouched. Yeah, and Cain Velasquez has about forty six surgeries in the last like that's, two years. Yeah, like, man, he, like he's like I'm, sellotaped together. Yeah, like no wonder he's like such a freak of an athlete. And apparently, like, I'd say his pain threshold is through the roof because like he's constantly going around with a bad back or his knees are fucked or yeah. It shows that like a bit of cardio. In in the heavyweight division, can like go a long way. Go a long way. Like Stipe has nothing, nothing. Like he's not fantastic at anything, really. Yeah, but like his cardio is always on point, and he's fireman, so like he's always in shape all year round. He can't, he can't be with, like an out shape fireman. The only thing he's really good at is like basic cardio. Mm. In fairness, his wrestling's good and his boxing's good, but like you don't look at him and go. Technique one on one, Stipe Miocic. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just puts it all together well. And yeah, like, yeah. He, he does all like, the basics well. He looks a bit more explosive than the other fighters, yeah. a bit faster. And he looks less frayed as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think he could be the champ for a while. Who knows? That's it, yeah. I think Cause he, like, he could be could, he, he, he could obviously see Ngannou and wrestle him. And then, like, what's Ngannou going to do then? So, I'd like, I'd like to see I'd like to see another. Like, what about a rematch between him and Struve? Struve beat him. <laughs> Skyscraper. Oh, remember Stru- oh, who, who knocked down Struve and he just collapsed. Uh, oh, Travis Brown and Mark Hunt both like. I think it was a, no. I think it was a Travis Brown one. The Superman knocked, punch. The Superman punch. Like when yeah. he actually like he was like a skyscraper. Like, oh, he might. Oh, okay. He's literally a skyscraper. Like like a house of, car- house of cards just dropped. Yeah. No. <laughs> poor El Struve. He doesn't know how to use that reach. <laughs> He's still quite young as well, but he's yeah. so that chin is finished. Yeah, he has heart problems as well. He yeah, like, he had a heart attack before the Matmitrion fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it didn't happen. Like a call off, like before the fight, he collapsed and like. Should oh no! God it? bless you, Struvy. We love you. <laughs> In fairness, he's a mostly fire every time. He you is, yeah. see like this like absolute gigantic fella. Like his shoulders are both yeah. the octagon, the giraffe. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he should try one of them Superman punches off the off the fence. And if he went put his foot off the fence, he'd be like, get his foot caught on top of it. I kind of, like, if you were to ask me what would Stipe and Miocic just do to the Struve, I'd be like, he would annihilate him. And it's funny how Stipe, the Struvenator beat him. Yeah. He's the only person to hold a, uh, a victory over Stipe that Stipe's never gotten back now. Yeah, was like, JDS beat him, and now, like, he, he revenged that loss. Yeah, but imagine Struve actually beat Stipe again. He is, he was, like, the Joe Duffy, the Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stefan yeah. the Skyscraper yeah. Struve. Do, do you think the UFC should just, should just do like a, an Ultimate Fighter season with all heavyweights again? I don't even know if there is enough heavyweights to go around in the world outside that though. What do you mean? Like For, Under, Undertaker's finished in WWF? WWE? Why, him, him and Kane? 
<laughs> oh my god! Uh, like I love, see, I love, I love the heavyweight fights. Yeah, like, I who does not? One, I love there's one on every card. Although some, yeah. of them, some of them are like, even just, if they're crap. Yeah, but uh, some are just fat lots. Like, they, <laughs> like I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, I love Roy Nelson. Go, hold on, you can make 185 pounds if you yeah. if you decide to like lose a bit of weight. Yeah, suppose he, Roy Nelson when he first started uh, fought at 135 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> that, is, that is a lie. But not really. <laughs> um, um, uh, Barry, do we have any <laughs> other other UFC news? Um, other UFC news. Uh, well, supposedly Dana White said that the deal on Conor McGregor's side against Floyd Mayweather should have been done by Sunday. Today is Monday. This is actually released on Tuesday. So uh, we we'll see how that goes. Yeah. See how um, that goes. So all he has to do is sit down with the McGregor or Mayweather side of things and agree that. Yeah. And um, it's probably a bit of a tricker negotiation, but. Look, one step close to the fight. Yeah. Also, Anthony Rumble Johnson, the news came out about him. Do you want to give out the news? Yeah, he is now a weed dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he, opened his own medicinal marijuana shop. Yeah. Um, is that what it's called? Yeah. I think it's, well, I think it's more of a company than a shop. Company, but yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why, why that or where that happened, but like, look, if it's a good investment for him, I'm happy to see him do it. But like, I, I usually kept hearing rumours he was doing something with the NFL. Yeah. So who yeah. knows? I'd like to see him come back and like challenge that heavyweight division. Yeah, I just love the heavyweight division. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, I'd love to see him a heavyweight, and I think he's more suited to heavyweight because like it's less of a like DC's like very skilled, and it's less of that sort of skilled. It's more of a like stand up and knock each other yeah, out. Who has, of, yeah, yeah. Who is who's the bigger chin? Yeah, and he's already beaten someone like Andre Orlovsky before. So I can so see I can see John him. Jones going up there if he beats DC. Yeah, and he's going to be fighting all those guys, and he's going to be doing all those techniques that like that they've never seen yeah. because like. Mark Hunt yeah. doesn't do like you know a flying sidekick or anything like that. And, like oh. Johnny Bonds Jones would be doing them in the sleep. They could all be retired by then as well. There's so many of them. Yeah. Uh, what about um, if John Jones wins? He he'll obviously want to be known as the baddest man on the planet. And there's not much competition left at the uh, yeah. Like I've no heavyweight. interest in seeing John Jones fight uh, Jim Manot. What about Gustafsson? I'd watch that rematch, but like I think John Jones will smoke him this time. Yeah. I think. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. I think. Uh, well, if he's not snorting cocaine and <laughs> doing all that crack, yeah, I think he'd smoke him. Uh, I think he's going to, like, knock the party on the head, really focus on his career, and move forward. Well, like, that's wishful thinking as well, though. Well, what about DC? How many fights do you think he has left? Because he's pushing up. He's nearly 40 as um, well. If he loses the belt in a convincing fashion, he probably won't get an immediate rematch. If he loses it in, like, a split decision, who knows, he might get a rematch. They might go a third time. So you think probably either way, if John Jones loses or if DC loses, one of them will fight Manoa? Uh, who knows because Manu was going to fight in the card as well yeah, yeah, him, he might not win so at the end of the day it's going to be a real wait and see moment isn't it should be like it, it'll definitely be a good crack yeah um, I think do we have anything else up for discussion I think that's pretty much it I think we wrapped it up yeah guys so let us know what your thoughts are yeah. on all the UFC events that have happened as of late and you know yourself uh, oh by the way Check if you're listening to this and you're not coming off our Instagram page, check out Katie Taylor and Conor McGregor picture. It's a pretty cool picture. Yeah, that was um, definitely a picture of the weekend. Oh, one thing combat sports is not UFC related. It looks like Klitschko Joshua is going to happen again um, before the end of the year in Cardiff this time. Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be interesting. Cardiff. Yeah, I'll be 100% watch that one again. 
Yeah, definitely, yeah. Oh, here, by the way, for every Irish MMA fan, Keen Cowley lost his debut in Bama over in Birmingham, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he lost in the first round. He was uh, submitted. Um, that that was, like, that's that's not good, really, is it? Like, the, no. with a load of, he went in with a load of hype, headlined the card against a local lad, and uh, was taken out to the ground and submitted. Yeah, unfortunate, but I'm sure he'll be back. And, uh, sure, look. These things happen, don't they? Yeah. Just keep growing and yeah, you know. Sure, Conor McGregor had lost yeah. early in his yeah, career. It's your first so, like, fight. Yeah. 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 Right. So, hey, what do you think of this one? I enjoyed this podcast thoroughly. I love talking about MMA, yeah. UFC. It's it's my it's my thing. Yeah. Uh, my thing. T- talking about the heavyweight fights was very interesting. Yeah. And if you're into UFC and football, our next podcast will probably be based on football. That's Barry's yeah. thing. Yeah, we're gonna try and bang out two a week. Yeah. So, guys, thanks very much for listening. Make sure to subscribe, tell a friend, tell your mum, etc, etc. And as always, stay energised!